0: Well, I love my steel products, S-T-I-H-L, steeldealers.com, steelusa.com. You know one of the wonderful things about uh, steel products as well, made in the USA. All their products made in the USA, whether it's blowers, trimmers, chainsaws, mowers, they have it all for you, four seasons, all four seasons, not just in the spring and the summer. They're going to get you right in the fall and the winter as well. Uh, go check out their catalog online. And as I like to say, you'll be blown away figuratively and maybe literally if you buy a blower. Uh, because they have everything you could possibly want or need. Again, it's Steel, S-T-I-H-L, SteelUSA, SteelDealers.com. And you have one real close to your house because there are more than 10000 around the country and it's made in america stihl steel dealers.com hey love telling you about boyer's coffee start my morning with it every day you know that i've been telling you about them for years they have a new brand out it's called mountain reserve coffee and they have several products named after 14ers el diente maroon peak Mount Elbert, and it is in the grand tradition of Boyer's Coffee. It is locally brewed, it is outstanding, and they've been brewing things locally here since 1965. So it's not just take care of somebody that is a a native in terms of a company, but it's also the best coffee you're going to taste out there. So do as I've done, get it delivered to your house. Just get on their website at boyerscoffee.com, and you'll get taken care of, and uh, you can go shopping uh, anytime you want, and then voila, within 48 hours, it's right at your front door. Or if you prefer, you can go to your local supermarket. I love the K-Cups. I have them delivered, as I said, right to my house. It's boyerscoffee.com. Simply the best. This week on the Drew Goodman podcast, after
1: 10 years in the minors, who do you call first when you get called up to the big leagues? Your mom. Mom, I'm going to the major leagues. <laughs> I'm going, mama. They just told me just now. I did it, mommy. On this week's show, Drew talks with Rockies newcomer Winton Bernard. Subscribe to the Drew Goodman Podcast wherever you find podcasts
0: and tell a friend. This is the Drew Goodman Podcast. Welcome in, everybody. It's podcast number 163 emanating from St. Louis Mo. On a beautiful Wednesday afternoon in front of uh, the Rockies, Game 2 encounter with the St. Louis Cardinals at Bush Stadium, a place right now where the Rockies have lost 10 consecutive games. And last night, uh, they were behind 3-0. They were getting no hit into the sixth inning. They end up uh, taking a 4-3 lead. It was 4-4 in the ninth, and you know what happened Um Uh, Danelson Lamette making his fourth appearance for the Rockies struggled a couple of walks. There was a bunt that uh, was not handled, and then he uh, hit Tyler O'Neill. And next thing you know, ball game over. Walk off hit by pitch. You don't see that very frequently. It is, as I said, podcast number 163, which I failed to mention last week. I did say 162, but you know, because I have to get knocked on the head a few times. Uh, that's a full baseball season. So we've done a full baseball season worth of podcasts or since I'm doing it once a week, we are now in year four of doing our little show here. And I, I appreciate uh The fact that uh, you have become a regular listener, or maybe you're new to the program, and you're welcome as well. Uh, We have fun. We talk a lot of baseball, but we talk other sports as well here on the podcast. And uh, we do lengthy one-on-one interviews and kind of get in-depth with various people from the world of sports, sometimes baseball, maybe oftentimes baseball, but also football, basketball, hockey, uh, as well. A big shout out to uh, my buddy Patrick Lyons at the DNVR Rockies podcast. He cranks them out five days a week and uh, great print uh, or written material as well. So uh, they are so comprehensive uh, with the Rockies and baseball in general. So make sure you check out the DNVR. Uh, gang, All right, want to get to it. I didn't talk a lot about Nolan last week. Uh, the Cardinals and Rockies getting together six times over, you know, a 10-day period. The Rockies yes. took two or three in Denver. They really hit the baseball well, 18 to 35 with runners in scoring position, scored 29 runs on 44 hits. Nolan coming back for the second time. Here were my impressions. First of all, the game kept finding Nolan. Even in, in the first, there was some irony in in. The fact that Montero, I think it was the first, yeah, because the the Rockies got runs really, hits a slow roller toward Nolan, and the greatest third baseman defensively I've ever seen, and most people have ever seen, just whiffed on it. Uh, So there was some irony there, but Nolan, by and large, did Nolan things. He ended up hitting a couple home runs um, in the series. And the game found him again in the ninth inning... In the third game of the series, he became the 27th out. He took a called strike three against Daniel Bard. So there was high drama. and Nolan was in the middle of it. But my overall impression uh, in visiting with him uh, privately for a few moments and and also seeing how he handled uh, the initial media gathering uh, before the series was that he is much more at ease. And he said that as much that he feels more comfortable in year two. And if you look at some of the numbers from year one with St. Louis, you know he had a lot of home runs, he drove in a lot of runs, but the batting average wasn't probably where you thought it would be. Uh, certainly played better on the road than at home. I think at Bush last year he hit in the below 230. Uh, but he is so driven, and he has such a great work ethic. And I think Paul Goldschmidt has rubbed off on him. I think Albert Puholtz has really rubbed off on him. He told me he's adopted a couple of things that Albert does in his preparation uh, specific to uh, swinging the bat and against um, you know a pitching machine, something he didn't utilize a great deal in the past. Uh, he's in a good place. He's in a good place, and I think, though he'll always have fond memories of 17 and 18 with the Rockies and, and playing with Story and playing with Charlie Blackman, um, and playing with DJ LeMayhew and others, that he's naturally put it in, in his rearview mirror. And I, I think that's healthy, you know, for any athlete. I'm not going to lie to you, though. When I saw him again, and when I've seen him from afar on television, you, you, I'm like you. Yeah, you wish he was still in a Rockies uniform. He is going to be a Hall of Famer. You don't say that about a ton of players. You say, "Oh boy, this is really this is a really talented guy. This guy has an abundance of ability." But you can you can pretty much say now, as he's in his tenth year, that he's got eighty five percent of a Hall of Fame resume done right now, and he's probably got the way he's driven, you know, another ten years in the game. Maybe not ten, but another seven or eight in the game. And he will be a Hall of Famer. And you wish, like Todd Helton or Larry Walker, that he would be in a Rockies uniform. You certainly wish he was still playing for the Rockies. So I, uh, I'm i no different from you. I, I wish the outcome of that whole thing was handled differently on both sides. So I, I, as I've said many times when this topic's come up, there's blame on both sides. Uh, but, um, you know, overall... In life, it's about people. It's about your relationship with people. And, you know, Nolan, I think at his core, is a really good person. Um, I I think Nolan is somebody that I root for still. I want to see him do well. Um, I want to see the Rockies have the upper hand when they play the the Cardinals. But in the bigger picture, I want to see the Rockies have the upper hand against everyone and get back to the postseason and finally win division and all those things that good hardcore Rockies fans uh, uh, desire uh, as well. But, um, you know, watching Nolan play, um, I I think he's more at ease now uh, than he was the first season after leaving Colorado and the first season playing uh, for the Redbirds. And they're good. They're going to be a tough out in the postseason. I don't think they're one of the, you know, upper, upper echelon teams, but I think they're a good team, uh, clearly, and, and especially from the right side of the plate with, with Nolan, with Goldschmidt, with Pujols. My goodness, his numbers against lefties are still uh, otherworldly. And that was special also. I don't want to leave that out. I, I thought the Rockies did a great job of honoring uh, both Yadier Molina and Albert Pujols pregame. And then both had nice series, and it was good to see the Rockies win the series. But, you know, Albert had a throwback game, man. He had a, a single, a double, and a home run in a game at Coors Field. And if I'm a fan, and, and if you are if you're a baseball fan, you want to see greatness, even if greatness is wearing a different uniform. And Albert Pujols is one of the greatest right-handed hitters in the history of the game. His first 10 years, righty or lefty, are basically without parallel in the game. He's the only player to hit 400-plus home runs in his first 10 years. I saw this thing with War, baseball reference War. He's now at 100 War for his career. He was there before, and then he kind of dropped down because... You know he, he wasn't performing very well, but the numbers he's put up, especially against lefties this year, he's risen now cumulatively to 100 war, wins above replacement in his career. 100 games better than a replacement-level player over his 21-plus seasons. There are only 32 players in the history of the game that have accumulated 100-plus war. Albert Pujols is one of those. To give you an idea, though, of how lopsided ultimately his signing by the Angels were and how really not a good signing it was. 87 plus percent of his warp was accumulated in the first 10 years of his baseball career with the Cardinals. Over the last 11 years, um, 98% of those with the Angels, uh, a bit with the uh, Dodgers last year and now with the Cardinals this year, he's produced 13 plus percent, or excuse me, 13 plus games of war. So the Angels made a big splash and made him phenomenally wealthy when they signed him to that 10-year deal. But he was never even close to the same player he was in St. Louis. Um, But the main point I was trying to make is it, it was fun to see Albert, fun to see Albert excel, and when you go to a ball game as a fan uh, with your kids, you can look back one day and say, you got to see to your children, you got to see one of the truly greats play. It's like when somebody went to a, a, a Red Sox game in the 40s and they said, I saw Ted Williams play or in the, in the 60s and you said, I saw Mickey Mantle play. I saw Sandy Koufax pitch if you were in Los Angeles in the very late 50s and early more importantly in the early 60s when he was the best pitcher in baseball. So that's how I feel about Albert. And that was special um to see him perform and perform again at a high level uh in Denver and again hats off that the that the Rockies uh took the time to acknowledge, you know, to the all-timers in in Yadier Molina and uh Albert Pujols. I want to get to Fernando Tatis here. So, Fernando Tatis, when I heard this news that he got suspended for 80 games, my first reaction was I was bummed out, man. I was I was bummed, and I was kind of pissed off. I was bummed for the Padres. You say, well, Goodman, why are you bummed for the Padres? You you know, you work for the Rockies, and the Padres are in the same division. The Padres. Or trying to get to the postseason. The Padres have gone all in, and I'm fascinated by that lineup, and I wanted to see it perform together with Soto, with Machado, with Cronenworth, with Bell, and then, you know, you add Tatis. I wanted to see how that lineup rolled. And so as a baseball fan, I feel like I got slighted. Now, if you're a Padre fan, you're pissed off more than anyone. And overall, for the game of baseball, I've said this before, and I'm not the only one, Tatis is great for the game, super athletic, he had 42 home runs last year, he's a handsome kid, he's got a lot of personality, he's got a bright smile, he should be, if not the face, one of the faces of the game of baseball. And he's dealt with injuries and he was, he didn't handle the motorcycle accidents, plural, very well at all. He tried to hide them from the Padres. He wasn't forthcoming with what had happened. And then he needed surgery. And it sounds like he waited way the heck too long. Had he had surgery in December, I think when the accident happened, he would have been you know, much further along in the rehab process. But then the story breaks the other day where he's suspended for 80 games because he had ringworm. I'm like, what in the hell? Let me explain something. And I think most fans understand this. If you are a major league player, everything that you put in your body. You don't just go to Smoothie King and get a smoothie or go down to GNC and and say, "Hey, you know, I'd like that creatine and I'd like that uh, protein there and just here you go, here's here's my credit card, put it." No, 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 no. That's not how it works. Everything that you put in your body is going to go through the team, either the the trainers or the strength coach, and they will let you know First of all, if they dispense it, then you know that it is above board and every every uh, ingredient has been okayed by Major League Baseball. There's nothing on the banned substance list. So that's the safest way to do it. Everything you get, get through the organization. It's that simple. Now let's say somebody says, hey, I got this thing and it's been great for me. It's a great product. Maybe it's a private trainer, whatever it is. You can take that label and you can... Take a picture of it and send it into trainer, strength coach, MLB, and they will let you know. Hey, this is safe. You can take it. There's nothing that that's on the banned list in there. Wait a second. Don't put it, that in your body. It has something that is on the banned list. It's that simple. So when you hear these explanations, oh, I didn't realize. It's bullshit. It's absolute bullshit. And Tatis didn't even challenge it. So you know it's BS. Shame on him. I applaud A.J. Preller, who came out and said in the aftermath, um, yeah, he reprimanded him. He said, you know, we've paid him a lot of money, and we expect him to grow up, and, and clearly, and I'm paraphrasing, clearly he's got a ways to go. He's hosed the Padres. He's hosed his teammates. And his teammates didn't, like, run to his defense. Clevenger kind of got after him. Machado, in his own way, kind of got after him. He said, hey, listen, we're going to be fine. You know, we, we've been playing without him anyway. And this is a guy that, because we've seen the Padres a lot, he's been around, not just around, he's been working out before every game over the last month or so. And he's in the he's in the dugout. We've shown Numerous shots of him in the Padres dugout during Rockies broadcast, and you know he's been a guy who's, other than playing, the same guy that we're used to seeing playing. High energy in the dugout, you know, hanging with his teammates, high fiving guys, et cetera. We're well, not going to see that anymore, obviously. So it, it's a blow not only clear to the Padres; it's it's also a blow to Major League Baseball because this is a guy that you want to showcase. And he's not going to be around not only for the rest of the year and the postseason, he's not going to be around the first part of next year as well. All right, on to uh, the third baseball subject. And for me, one of the most heartwarming stories I have seen, not only in baseball, but in all of sport in quite some time. And that is the story of Wynton Bernard, 11 years in the minor leagues. He's on the cusp of uh, being 32 years of age. And he gets called up. You know the story. He gets called up by the Rockies. He wasn't even on the 40-man roster. Uh, a, A spot opened up at the major league level when Daza, Jonathan Daza, hurt his shoulder and was placed on the injured list. And Bernard has had a terrific year in the PCL. In July, he was a PCL player of the month. He's hit home runs. He's hit for average. He's stolen bases. He's played, by all accounts, a terrific center field. Why did this story resonate so much with people beyond those that follow baseball? And I took a step back and I said pretty clearly, this is a much loved individual. Someone that has impacted the people around them by how he conducts himself wherever he's been. Guys were crying in that Albuquerque Isotopes clubhouse when Warren Schaefer, their manager, told the whole club that Winton Bernard, after 11 years in the minor leagues, five organizations, he's been released multiple times, independent ball, winter ball in the Dominican, winter ball in Venezuela, winter ball in Mexico, winter ball in Australia, never quit, never stopped pursuing his dream, that he was going to the big leagues. And as he described, there were grown men, he said, guys, you know, with children that were weeping, they were so happy for Wynton Bernard. And so when you hear that, because on occasion, we've talked about guys, uh, whether it be with the Rockies or other organizations that after a long period of time, you know, get that call up, right? But this was, was different in that. This guy's been like inspirational to other people. He's been like the best teammate, the nicest guy in the room. Uh, everybody gravitates evidently to him. And as we conducted interviews with his family, Kelsey Winger did a did a great job with his mom Janet uh, during one of our broadcasts during his debut. You realize, special young man. I keep calling him a kid, but again, you know he's thirty one. Uh, special family, and after the game, it was amazing to sit there as I'm taking notes and doing some stuff for the next day and listening to the post-game show. I'm watching Wynton Bernard, and he's hugging up on former coaches, on buddies who like changed their lives around in, in a matter of hours to get to Denver, Colorado, and Coors Field so they could be a part of his major league debut. And I mean, there were dozens of people after the game that he was close to. So he's had such a positive impact as a person, forget baseball, on so many people. And it resonated for a lot of folks way beyond his baseball perseverance, but just, it was relatable because we all try to persevere. We all have goals. We all have dreams, and we all hear no, and we all, you know, get knocked down and, and get continually knocked down, and you know, you're taught to keep getting back up. So his story was relatable to people way beyond baseball, and it became a national story. And uh, again, I don't know him well, but just visiting with him a little bit, you understand very quickly why so many people adore uh, this guy and and why his story has been a great one uh, to watch unfold and uh, as we tape this today he's now started in three of his first four games getting ready to head to the ballpark here in a little bit another lefty's going jordan montgomery for st louis or so something tells me he's going to be in the lineup again a couple infield hits a couple runs scored yesterday uh, even though the Rockies, uh, you know, had that most difficult loss. Uh, so he, he probably will be in there again. And I don't know how long the big league career lasts. Um, but I know that there's a lot of people, not only in baseball, but probably a lot of people, uh, that, that run businesses that say, I'd like that guy working for me or managing some of my people. So, um, uh, it's it, it's a it's an uplifting story, it's uh, it's a great story. And so I thought it would be uh, rather apropos to have a guy that's uh, been one of the biggest stories in all of baseball this week as our guest, our Ideal Home Loans interview this week is 31-year-old Winton Bernard. I'd like to see you to get him over and also get him get his first knock. Here's the two one. Toward third, and Bernard is out. I thought
1: he beat it. Yeah, they're going to check. He's challenging the out call at first base.
0: Yeah, and you know what? This won't take long in New York. You're going to see the first major league hit for Wayne. After review, the ball in the field is overturned. The runner is safe. That's one of the happiest reviews in the history of Coors Field. I think whirlwind is probably an adjective that uh, applies to your last four days. Is that fair? That's definitely fair. That's definitely fair. Whirlwind for sure. Yeah. You've done more
1: interviews, I'm guessing, in the last week than you've done in how long? 11 years. Yeah, 11 years. I mean, everybody's inspired by the story, which I'm super thankful for just to be a part of it. You know what I mean? Inspiring more people. I always say, like, I've been inspired by a lot and so i'm just trying to pay it for it inspire others when you look at take a step back from your own life
0: are, are you blown away by how much attention you've gotten in that yeah it's a unique story i'm 31 i've been at this craft a long time
1: but do you feel like there's maybe more to why so many people have gravitated toward you <sighs> that's hard to say um In the most humble way possible, it's like I think everybody admires uh, hard work, and so I think they can always relate it to their own lives, whether you're a doctor, whether you're going to be a lawyer, whether you're going to be a janitor, anything. I mean, you got to work hard to to do what you want to do. And so I think a lot of people have attested their own testimonies to to mine, and they feel like they're a part of my journey as well, which I'm super thankful for.
0: Who's the most interesting or surprising person or journalism entity that has reached out to you
1: um i'd probably have to say cbs uh i did the (laughs) nightly news and it's like you know i would watch cbs nightly news you know back at home so that was pretty cool i think they did that about two days ago and you know even the people on were like we're so inspired by your story you know offset they were saying that stuff so yeah What's been the coolest part of the, the big league journey? I remember obviously
0: watching you. You told me the first day, just walk into the plate. But then I also watch when you walk by on the plane, you know, first time going on a big league charter. Can, can you
1: put in order maybe the things that have been in, in the coo- on the cool list? Yeah, i say number one would be walking up to the plate for the first time. Uh, that walk up to the plate and get ready for my first at-bat there's no other feeling i've ever had in the whole world and everybody cheering for me that was pretty special um number two was probably playing for buddy black honestly like and, you know i looked up to him growing up he was uh he was the manager he was the manager of the padres in san diego so you know playing for him and giving him that first hug that first handshake when i first walked in and yeah walking on the big league plane getting to the hotel you know charlie blackman making me stand up in the bus and introduce myself to everybody tell embarrassing stories I mean, the past, the past few days have just been incredible. Yeah. So, so can you share some of what Chuck uh, asked you to do? Uh, I mean, he just asked, you know, about my background, about my family growing up. And then he asked if I had any, like, embarrassing minor league stories and, you know, just, just little stuff like that. Yeah. That, that's fun. So taking you way back, what was your first love? Because I know you hooped also, right? Yeah, I, I hooped. Uh, basketball actually was my first love. It was because of Michael Jordan and because of my brother Wayne. I fell in love with basketball. Um, I looked up to both of them super. I used to go home every single night in first grade and watch Space Jam, and also inspired. And I always kind of said, like, I kind of want to do what he did. He did, like, basketball, and then he played baseball for a couple years. And then as I got older, I was like, you know what would be cool is if I played baseball my whole life, and then I did basketball for a couple years <laughs> and came back to baseball. But, uh, yeah, definitely those two were my, uh, my role models for basketball
0: your brother and he and he played for a bit in the nba and played overseas for a long time your other brother ended up in the nfl for a bit so the athletic genes are in that family huh
1: yeah for sure uh my brother walter he played football uh his senior year of high school he went to the college at university of new mexico then he played for the seahawks and then i asked my dad if i can play football because i looked up to him as well my dad was like no i don't want you to get hurt and so um it was pretty cool though i mean as I got into middle school is when I really, really found out that I was getting better at baseball, and I could create my own niche so we could cl- complete the trilogy, one in each sport.
0: Which you did. When your dad when your dad got sick, and it, and it was very emotional for, and I'm just getting to know you, but for, for myself and for everybody that that heard, and it went viral, obviously, when when you FaceTimed Mom to tell her you were going to the big leagues, and, and you related immediately to you know, her courage and taking care of your dad and and the impact it had on on your family. Um, Was was that the
1: first thing that you thought of that, you know, dad's looking down and and smiling? Absolutely. I mean, my dad would have been so proud and I know he is so proud. Just, I think of him all the time when I'm playing and think of the sacrifices that both of them made as parents just to do whatever they could do to get us into tutors or baseball lessons, anything they could do to try to help us out, which goes a long way. But, yeah, you know, giving that phone call to my mom and just remembering all the sacrifices that she went through, um, taking care of my dad, you know, while he was sick, that's when I emotionally just started breaking down just because there was some really, really hard times in the minor leagues. I'm talking some really, 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 really hard days, and even trying to get out of that is, you know, getting out of independent ball is just basically impossible, it seems like. And so, uh, But I would always think of my parents and how hard they worked and their dedication, and I was like, you know what, I can't give up. So you did fulfill the trilogy. What was dad's favorite sport? Oh, that's a tough one. I'm going to be biased and say baseball, but, uh, he, you know, he really didn't have a favorite sport. He just enjoyed watching his boys play. He wasn't even a sports fan. Um, neither was my mom. They didn't even, they weren't even into sports. They just wanted us, they said, I'm going to give you every single opportunity that we never had. Cause we, they grew up so poor. And so, um, I'm gonna say baseball, but he he really didn't he didn't care. He just he just wanted to support his boys. That's wild. Are we are your parents originally from California or from elsewhere. So my mom is from San Diego and my dad was from Houston, Texas.
0: More with Drew and Winton Bernard in a minute. First, this for my friends at Ideal Home Loans. Brent Ivinson has assembled a great team, uh, a team that is going to help you navigate getting a new home, or perhaps it is doing more with your current home and uh, helping you get in the right product so you have the money to do what you want to do or to buy that new home or that second home. They've been doing it in Colorado for more than 20 years, also down in Arizona. I always love to tell you they're, uh, they've got an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Tell you a quick story. Had a friend that's now used them for multiple loans reach out to me and say they felt wonderful about using Ideal Home Loans once again because of the attention to detail with the particular individual that they were working with. All questions answered uh, any time of day. They made sure that uh, they got their loan. And again, we're in the right product for what their circumstances uh, were. So again, it's ideal home loans. Uh, they're marvelous. Give them a call, 303-867-7000, 303-867-7000. It is ideal home loans. Now more with Drew and Winton Bernard. So I wanna take you back to the minor leagues because it is a journey, even for, for a first round pick where there's a lot of money invested, it, it ain't easy and there's a lot of failure and there's a lot of long bus rides and there's a lot of doubting and at any point in time did you say you know what i gave it my best shot you know and i'm ready to hang it up
1: there was never one point and a lot of people would ask me i mean people even close to me you know they were starting to mention things like hey you should you know maybe start looking for something else or hey you know there's a backup plan you're starting to get older now and it's crazy i mean i mean there's even people in my family who were mentioning those things they were trying to look out for the best for me but at the end of the day i really feel like the only person who can believe in yourself is you and to the bottom of my heart i always believed in myself i never i never had any doubts and i was just going to keep going because i never felt like i re- uh, reached my full potential i just kept getting better and better and better and so um i just maintained that same mindset how about
0: mom? Because mom, correct me if I'm wrong, educator, principal, I, th- I read somewhere, was she a superintendent as well? Yes, superintendent, uh-huh. Okay, well, mom with that background at some point, go, okay, my baby boy is 30 plus now, honey, maybe it's time that, you know, you're a really bright young man, let's transition. Was there any conversation from mom in uh-huh. that regard?
1: Yeah, she would try to try to mention stuff, and then I would always immediately, like, cut her off. Or, you know, she would mention it to other people. Uh, like, oh, maybe she would ask, well, do you think it's time for him to, you know, stop playing? And like I said, I mean, everybody wants the best for their child. And I understood where she was coming from. But in my heart, it came from me knowing that, like, I'm meant to do this. And so, like I said, I really feel like the only person who can really truly believe in yourself is yourself. You can't really listen to everybody else. In some ways, is, is this the cherry on top? Or is it, hey, now I want to show that I belong at this level? A hundred percent. It's like on a whole new level now where I'm like, now that I'm here, I want to be able to stick and stay and, you know, be the best. I look at Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan, Ken Griffey Jr., all these guys, they strive to be the greatest. And that's what you got to do to be a good athlete.
0: Well put. So have you had a moment yet where you look and you and I, as we tape this, the Cardinals are hitting, just said hello to Albert Pujols. He's rather big name in baseball, Nolan Arenado. Have you had a um, a, a holy bleep moment where you look and go, that's
1: that guy? <laughs> Actually, yesterday when I caught uh, Albert's fly ball, I was like, wait, that's Albert Pujols right there. I just caught his fly ball. Um, But it is so cool. I mean, Yachty behind the plate, like you said, Nolan at third base. I mean, these are guys I watched, hit, you know, studied their film, the whole nine yards. So it's pretty cool just to be here and, and play against these guys.
0: Did Yachty say anything when you made your debut? Because everybody seemed to know. I, I It's the power of social media because there was a really nice crowd, as there typically is at Coors Field. And as soon as you walked up, within about... Uh, you know, a beat of two. Everybody was like, "That's the kid!" and everybody started cheering, and it, and it was awesome. So, I guess twofold question: Did that give you chills? By the way,
1: it did the first time back at home in Coors Field. But I mean, to know that they're you know thinking about me still on the road here is super incredible. And uh, walking up to the plate, Yadi did congratulate me for making it, and I told him thank you. And then I, you know, I quickly got locked back into to where I wanted to be to place Quintana. But I mean, it's just so cool, like the guy you know who i respect i mean i respect everybody but i mean he's been in the league for so long and such a good player Just for him to take time and, and thank or congratulate me was pretty sweet yeah and when you look up and they
0: always say that you know you come from triple a and okay it's the same field and everything but there's a third deck and there's a lot of people and this is an historic baseball town as you know do you allow yourself when you're wandering around center to kind of take a peek
1: oh for sure i soak I it all in um and even in between pitches, I like try to try to look around and then I walk back into the game. So, yeah. All right. Last one. Um, You're going to write
0: a story at some point? You're going to put this down? Do you keep a journal?
1: I do keep a journal. And uh, I'm starting to jot some stuff down that's already happened. But, um, yeah, just keep the story going.
0: Uh, my favorite line is, you just want to be inspirational. You've certainly been that, man. Good luck to you. in 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 this endeavor and way down the road in
1: future endeavors. Thank you so much. Appreciate it.
0: It'll be fun to see what the next chapter is in the Winton Bernard story. But um, I I was moved. I have to tell you, it doesn't happen much, but I was moved to tears a couple of times uh, during that broadcast. And afterward, when I was watching his interactions with uh, friends, family, former coaches, and as I said, it, it just doesn't happen much, but it was such a, a relatable story, I think, for many and such, a, again, a, a moving and, and uplifting one that we all need. And so in this rocky season that has not gone very well, uh, Winton Bernard, when the postscript is written, uh, that's going to be up uh, on the marquee somewhere. Hope you enjoyed it. Y'all take care. We'll do it again next week on the Drew Goodman Podcast. Again, check out the DNBR Podcast uh, each and every day with my man Patrick Lyons. Take care. Stay safe, everybody.